Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey friends, if you are looking for ad-free Sense of Soul episodes, you can find them at Sense of Soul Patreon. Become a monthly member at any level. You will also have access to our monthly SOS Sacred Circles, our mini-series, merch, and much more. And it's a great way to help support our podcast so that we can continue to bring you inspiring episodes twice a week with our enlightened guests from all around the world. Check out our Patreon. Today, we have with us Robert Grover. He, along with his partner, Gary Logan, founded the Journeyman Collective, the company leading exclusive luxury guided shamanic retreats in the mountains of Kelowna, Canada, where they guide their clients through contemporary ceremonies using psilocybin, offering their visitors an extraordinary personalized experience. And I'm so excited to have Robert here with us today to tell us all about this magical place. Hi. Hello, hello. (laughs) Great to meet you too. So where are you at in Canada? Alona, British Columbia. We're about an hour east of Vancouver. Mm, Or like an hour, like an hour's flight, I should say, an hour and a bit from Seattle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mandy lived in Seattle and she went there and God, she said it was like one of the most beautiful places ever. Have you always lived there? Um, Yes, I've lived in Canada my whole entire life. I've moved all over the country and started off on the East Coast, went all the way to the West Coast, and now we've moved inland a little bit to Kelowna. Wow. Okay, cool. I'm originally from Louisiana. Oh, beautiful. Got that Acadian lineage that goes back to some of the uh, First Nations. Oh, uh, brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A shaman name, Etienne Pigaroche. Mm. Like how far back does that go within your lineage? It was my 10th grandfather. Okay. Wow. So, you know, that's part of my journey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really like learning who I was, you know, started dropping some of the conditions in my life. And I became very spiritual, always wanted to be on vacation in meditation. <laughs> it was the ancestry work that actually really grounded me Mm -hmm. and gave me that balance yeah so how did you get into being a journeyman yes I was originally in corporate the mining and the petroleum industry had a deep love for understanding the earth I didn't necessarily like being an active participant in the exploitation and the extractive Mm -hmm. but I loved understanding the earth yeah, I was speaking with uh, a few of our team members last night and how earth sciences was super easy for me. It was like yeah. highly intuitive and it just made sense to me. And I'd look at something and was like, uh-huh, that makes sense. And so in about 2002, I had a bit of a, an awakening and some mystical experiences happening to me and modern medicine couldn't explain what was going on with me. I went through a whole gamut of um, MRIs and whatnot and the whole Western medicine piece. And they basically like, no one could really determine what was going on. And I was seeing energy around people. And then I met a teacher and she looked at me and she held my hand and she said, there's nothing wrong with you. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And she said, you're supposed to be seeing what you're seeing. And then from that day on, it was just sort of an acceptance of of seeing and knowing that I'm to translate that energy into something. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it just sort of became like an insatiable piece of me wanting to learn about what was going on and Mm -hmm. how I could actually like apply this in my life. Wow. You know, I I have very similar with you. So I was in my late thirties and I had tons of pain everywhere. And I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And one of the things I had was I could smell energy. So I was, my doctor was giving me CAT scans. We were checking all the things. And, but she said to me, I think you're smelling energy. Yeah. Synesthesia. Yeah. And that's, that was, so I started seeing and then eventually also started smelling 
And then I was working with a client once and she said, I think what you're experiencing is synesthesia. There are about 60 to 80 different varieties of synesthesia. And essentially that's all about just your processing energy in a different way. So someone may listen to music and see color, or they may read something and hear energy. So we're just using our subtle senses. Yeah, so that was what started my journey. And for Gary, I'll just briefly, he's the other part of the the Journeyman Collective, the other founder. And his journey started when he was in theater school, like when he was 17 years old. And a big part of that that he recognizes now is about breaking down the old version of who he was and like stripping yourself down to like, who do you really think you are? And who are you? And so that was sort of how he started his journey in mind, body, conscious awareness. And then he moved to England and discovered the Alexander Technique, which is all about embodiment, mind, body, conscious awareness as well. Uh, He became a teacher of that technique in 2005. And uh, he has other modalities under his belt as well. Um, That's one of the main ones. And I think for me, in 2002, that's what started my journey into the, the healing world and the spiritual world. And then I eventually started having my own practice, my own my own business, and offering healing services to people. And then as I was leaving corporate, it became more about coaching and career coaching, executive coaching. And that was just me. And then what happened was Gary and I sense that we had to come together in our business or our businesses and merge them and we didn't quite know what that was but we felt it coming and then his mom who lived with us she transitioned so she left the planet she passed away and that took us through a a grieving process and a little bit of depression for both of us and for us it was like the first time that we had lived with someone who had actually passed away And it was like every day waking up, I was like, whoa, like they're really gone. I think that whole experience invited us or initiated us into the next level of us. And it really called us forward into deepening our own spiritual practice, as well as Gary and I coming together and creating something, which is now known as the Journeyman Collective. And through that experience, one of the things that we felt like something has to shift but what and how and so we just sort of opened up and this little tiny human came into our life and she started speaking about this medicine man she was working with and my initial thought was like okay so we're going to be in the forest eating bark and in (laughs) in the middle of nowhere and it was a complete opposite of that and it was a beautiful, like multi-million dollar luxurious property. And it was done in a way that served us for where we were at. So I went on a very I went on my very first shamanic journey, even though I had experience with plant medicines, but it was never in a reverential way. Yeah. And it was like, hey, let's just have some fun with my friends. Right. And so I went on a journey. Then Gary went on a journey and he called me after his second ceremony. And he said, this is part of what I was shown that we are to train with the medicine man that we're working with and to take this to the people that we're called to work with. And so we literally just started. And that's something that we tell a lot of our people when you get that inner ping, just start. And so we went through the rigors of training and then what we really discerned was that there were pieces that we didn't necessarily have in in that first experience that we thought would be really beneficial for people so that's when we sort of started taking all the different braids of who we are and what we've grown through and that's what we put forth for our people our clients so it's not just people aren't just coming for a journey a plant medicine journey, they're coming for a growth experience, an expansion of their awareness. And 
we just weave together all these different modalities into what's known as the journeyman collective. So there's there's executive coaching, there's there's mindset work, there's vibe set work, there's embodiment work. And it's, I'm sure you know, like the most elemental piece of the work is we sort of categorize it as the the spiritual, the mental, emotional, and the physical, and that you have to work with all of those layers. And it's very dynamic. I think one of the beautiful things that we love to do is really empower people to come through our experience and they may not need us. They may not need to come back on a journey for three, four, five years. And I think one of the beautiful pieces that we we lovingly like provide for people is just like the sense of the soul, the, the title of your podcast. I was talking about this this morning with some of our team members is like, I think one of the greatest luxuries to give someone is to allow someone to tend to your soul mm-hmm. with a high level of integrity, a high level of intentionality, just to support them in that way. I'm getting goosebumps right now all over me. So that's what we really stepped into and stepped into creating for people. And we firmly believe that what we have created is like nothing else on the planet. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's such a high level of integrity, a high level of luxury, a high level of intentionality. And really, like so many people say, the, the answers are within you. And it's like really giving people the tools to like, okay, people say that, but what's the how? like how do I do that and I was like well this is where we're never ever going to tell you what to do ever we're going to allow you to recognize that if you sit in those quiet moments and listen to yourself you can actually listen to your soul you can sense your soul you can Mm -hmm. sense your inner being and curate your unique listening your subtle senses and bring that into creation or bring that into supporting others and what they're creating. Well, first of all, I can sense your soul. Totally. You know, a lot of times, you know, I'm waiting for the soul moment, but you came in here with that. And just as you begin to speak about your work and what you guys have done, your soul just came to the forefront. I can feel your passion. I can feel your energy so strong. Mm-hmm. And you know, so many people go through this pain, like you and I were talking about, mm-hmm. and then there's the dipping down. I literally have said the same words that you were saying that Gary said, mm-hmm. and then the death many times there's a death connected. And then I have to know about the little tiny lady that came into your world. <laughs> a little was she, wait, what? <laughs> a little it- tiny human. Yeah. A little tiny human. Yeah. A little fairy human. She's probably about five foot nothing. And just sort of like when she really embodied her essence of who she was, she sort of looked like Jackie O. Oh, wow. Um, so she That's just sort beautiful. of came into our lives very briefly, introduced yeah. us to the medicine man, and then left. She's an angel for you guys on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved how you said tending to the soul. That literally almost melted me. Yeah. So yeah. you guys have created not just the space, which a lot of you have to have the space to heal, but also tell us about the actual physical location, the space mm-hmm. that you chose and why you did. Yeah. And the journey to get to where we're at has been a growth journey in itself. And we, we thought it was going to be in one location and then we were guided to let it go. And we're like, what, but this is the dream. Why are we supposed to let this go? But we felt elated and we felt like kids in the candy store that get to go shopping again for a different property. And we had this vision of having a home and also having a center and having having them separate. And then we found a, a place that was potentially going to be the center. And then when we went to move toward it, it, it basically was bought by someone else. And so we're like, okay, so... Again, coming back to our work, recenter, re reorient ourselves. And like, what's the modus operandi here is to create a center that is highly personalized for people. And like, we only work with one to four people at a time. So we wanted something that had 
a specific essence to it. And when we walked in the door, we knew. And what was that essence? The, the essence was that it felt connected upwardly, but also connected downwardly. So I guess you could say connected to the heavens, but also connected to the earth. So connected to spirit, but also very grounded as well. And as that's what, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we believe that as you connect with spirit, as you connect with the universe, those connections that you become aware of are there for you to create with. One of the things that we love is that we just love that refined aspect of life and living. And so the center, which is also our home. So we had to let go of the fact that was it to be two separate pieces, but no, the guidance that came through is that it can be both. So it's a home for us. When our clients come and work with us, it's our center. It's a luxurious estate. It has a, a grand feel with grand views. And those views really help people like expand their own sense of what's possible for themselves. And there's a, there's a healing aspect because I think so many times we have this very narrow focus of what's possible or what we're here to do. And having that just massive view for people to look out into is something that people get to luxuriate into as well. It's so amazing. Even though you're going inward to know that you are surrounded by the beauty of Mother Earth is mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. I think the other piece too with that is the work that we guide and bring people through. It can be really deeply uncomfortable as you unearth those aspects of self that are wanting you to like discover them. It can be really uncomfortable. And so one of the things that we really, really love to like nourish people in is to allow them to be deeply comfortable. So it's like a super comfortable, luxurious environment. And I guess it's along the lines of you don't have to suffer to heal. Mm. I like how you talked about how, you know, basically we are, we are creators, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a creatress yeah. and we in our lives are constantly creating all throughout the day, but yet we don't see that we are creators in our mm -hmm. own right. And I was thinking about this when you were talking about, you know, needing a safe place because a lot of you know, stuff comes out, you know, the stuff that's going to come out is the stuff probably you didn't even know even existed in there. Mm -hmm. And do you ever find that sometimes maybe when someone has done a lot of work, or maybe even yourself, who has a lot of experience with many journeys, that it comes to the point where you've healed this life stuff. So now you're working on a different level of yourself. So we were talking about the different levels, that multidimensional person that we are. And are you finding that sometimes like the work is done in the past life or maybe on your oversoul or something bigger than just, mm -hmm. you know, some of the crap that shows up in our regular lives? <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. That's, I think there's always, always some aspect of ancestral, oh, uh, nice. ancestral yeah. energies that come up to and through people like yeah. throughout the journey. And, and like part of our guidance when we're with people is like, is that you're not necessarily going to stay in that one piece throughout the whole entire ceremony or throughout the whole entire journey. You're going to, you're going to move through it. And that's part of what we teach people to move through. And, and it's recognizing the aspect that, Hey, I'm just this, like the me that I know I am, I'm just a small little dendril. And there are other pieces that are connected to something greater that, oh, I can connect into that at any time just by using what you may discover in the journey as like a screen capture moment. And mm -hmm. we call them touchstones so that you can use what the creator is showing you and bring that into creation because that's part of what we believe mm -hmm. that whatever you're shown in a journey, the applied integration of moving it into creation of something, whether it be in relationship or whether it be into a physical product or whether it be into an actual business or a service, mm -hmm. that's what we sense that the universe wants for us. Mm 
there's an yeah. intention behind this vision and it's for you to journey inward to find it. And I went to this um, medium, you know, this is a long time ago. And she says, you know, you have a shaman here. And I just learned of Etienne. And she said, you need to go and journey to meet him. Mm. And, and I was fortunate. My teacher was right under Sandra Ingerman. So I learned okay. directly from that lineage. And she had been doing it for over 20 years. But everyone's in this class and they're all excited to meet their spirit animal. And uh, uh, I'm not meeting no animal. <laughs> I'm going to meet this, you know, shaman. So I go in and there's this hawk and I'm like, no, I'm not here to meet a hawk. But I follow the hawk and I get to this clearing and mm -hmm. out comes the wolf. And I'm like, not another animal. And then all of a sudden the wolf stood up and turned into a man. Mm. And then she starts doing the comeback and I'm like, no, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I couldn't wait to go back the next day. Cause mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I gotta go back. Yeah. And he became a huge part of my journey in the beginning. Mm -hmm. He was with me through my Reiki journey and through you know, all my ancestral work, he was always around and he served his purpose. And I think me telling his story was part of why he reached through generations. Yeah, I, we served each other in that way. But I feel like that connection when you were journeying your ancestors, that's how they did it. That's their like telephone line. <laughs> what we, call, we, we call it divine Wi-Fi. Okay, there you go. But you're part of like this universe. It's just far more than your city, your state, you know, this earth. Mm -hmm. So, but have you ever, because I've had experiences with many different beings before, you know, have you ever had like, you know, extraterrestrial or mm -hmm. I believe angels or aliens? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There have been connections with different star civilizations yeah. celestial beings and we believe that that's part of what you're here to remember you're not just a child of a specific community or a specific country but you're here as a child of the cosmos you're here as a child of the universe and Children of the light exactly and so it's like when we remember that and like someone may think like okay rob gary like you guys work with executives and entrepreneurs and professionals, like, how is that going to help me? And knowing that that connection is there to support you in whatever issues are coming up for you in your life, whether it's, hey, I want to go create a new product, or I want to like, take my business to the next level and expand, then we can actually bank on those energies to support us in the creative process. So it's not just, ooh, I saw these beings. It's, I was connected with them for a reason. Yes. And I was connected with them for me to foster that relationship. I definitely would have considered my shaman, that's the experience. He was spiritually guiding me. I would consider him coming into my life as a spirit guide. Yeah. And I had this other one. I haven't talked about him in so long. It's hilarious. It's like I asked for a spirit guide. I got one and I got this monk and he was like a friar, like a Franciscan monk. Yeah. And he was mute. And it wasn't for years that someone said to me, he probably has a vow of silence. And I was like, oh my God. But I'm like, my luck, I get a mute spirit guide that doesn't speak to me, but yeah. it was always, you know, in every, you know, journey I'd go on. Mm -hmm. And I end up putting together a past life connection with him. So it's very interesting. It seems like all of the guides that have ever come through to me have specific connection between mm -hmm. my soul and theirs. And some of the coolest work that I've ever done was mm -hmm. connected those dots because it was very very significant in my journey mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful do you, have you found that to be for yourself or for others mm -hmm. yeah definitely I think that's the number one thing that all humans are looking for and is connection they have this inner knowing or this inner sense that hmm I'm missing something yeah. and so, like you talking about the connection to those guides just the like I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it the fact that you're remembering back into that connection, you can tap into that 
with your memory at any point in time to say, it's like a lot of the time we'll call up a friend and say, hey, I'm going through this, or I'm going through this. Can you just support me through this? And we can remember back into those connections to support us in life and love and in business and whatever you're creating. I think that's what humanity is really moving up through right now is that they're really, really, really yearning for that deeper level, deeper and more expansive connection. You know, when you're going into that space, right, where you're not rejecting, you know, some of the things that you're receiving, because I mean, you know, sometimes people would be like, "Mm, I'm really not sure that that is, (laughs) you know, you'll argue with yourself. So you get into the space where that argument or that ego kind of takes the corner. So with you know, psychedelics and different plant medicine, you know, you're creating that safe space for people to receive. Mm -hmm. What plants do you work with? And what does that look like Mm -hmm. for you? Yeah. So we primarily work with psilocybin, otherwise known as, as magic mushrooms. And we work with a number of varieties of the medicine as well, because they all do different things. And so based on the individual. So the thing is we get to know our people before they come and work with us. And um, there's a minimum of of four weeks of prep work and then four full days in person and two ceremonies, two full days of integration. And when people are with us, it's a a very dynamic process that we tune into our people and and also ask them as well, like, what, what do you feel like you need right now? Like, this is what we're sensing, but maybe you sense something different. And so it's a, it's a very dynamic restorative process that really lets people rest deeply into themselves and discover, like clear out a lot of the old to connect. So again, that connection piece, connecting more deeply with self and, and then the awareness expands as well. And so um, again, with, with magic mushrooms, with psilocybin uh, it's, there's a, a decomposition of the old and like, because you've been on this journey for a while, I'm sure you're aware of that. Like we, we go through stages in life where like yet in yesteryear in tribe or, or village settings, whereby there was always an initiation that took place. There was always a time to give reverence to the last two or three or four or five years. And there's a grieving process as well of letting that old self go. And so that's part of the space that we create for people as well as just like letting go of the old, letting go of the old stories and, and, and really just allowing yourself to discover a deeper part of yourself and the medicine. Like we often tell people is like, you're not just coming to work with plant medicine. You're coming to work with Robert's, medicine as well as Gary's medicine and we have a mm. an array of modalities that we bring into this whole entire experience for you and our intention is that it's the best possible experience for you and it's the most restorative process that you can come through for yourself I know there are people out in the world trying to take sort of the, the magic out of the, the mushroom and like when I say that, what I'm alluding to is that the pharmaceutical industry is trying to sort of take that out, but, and they're, they're witnessing that it's not, it's not necessarily helping people to the extent that they wanted or thought that it would. And when you keep the magic in it, what happens is you just, dis- you discover parts of yourself. You learn about yourself. They're taking the sacredness out of it by yeah. bringing it collapse and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that has some place, but the the grander place, if we look back at history, like there are so many instances where plant medicine was, have been used throughout history to actually create what we're in now. Like the the modern medicine was created through plant medicine ceremonies. Mm -hmm. And so it's, when we actually allow ourselves to have those mystical experiences, but not only a mystical or a transcendental experience or altered state, whatever you want to call it, that's where the learning happens. That's where you receive information. And then 
from that information, you bring it into understanding. And then from that understanding, you apply it into your life. And as a result, it becomes wisdom that then can be converted into and create, you can create from it. It's not just doing something too, but there's a change that is calling from within you. So the the old aspect of you wants to fall away. And when we can look at that old aspect square on, head on and say, oh, I see you, I acknowledge you, I love you, and we're going to let you go so that this next version of me can come to the table of my life. I think, like you said, the sacred part, we have to keep the sacred part in our life. Yeah. So intentional. Yeah. The other piece to that too, is that like, we're with you the entire time that you're with us in person and you're when we're guiding you through that journey, it's akin to us going on a hike up through the mountains on the inner landscape, but we're there, you're leading it from the inside, but we're there to sort of like bop you along and guide you. And we'll see different pieces that we can sort of like help you integrate it into your life. So there's like a minimum of of three months of support after an in-person journey with us and almost everyone says that was like the most valuable part of the actual journey because yeah. now I'm back in my life. Now I'm back to work. Now I'm back to creating what I'm creating and I'm witnessing where I can make the shifts, where I can actually implement what I've learned. And I think that's because we personalize it with that high level of intention. Like we often say we put the person back in personal development yeah, I'm picturing someone showing up at your door and leaving like a totally different person. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's, and they it's even not... look different, right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people notice a shift in maybe from a heaviness to a lightness. And a lot of people will say like, I feel like I, I don't want to leave. Most people want to stay, but yeah. they feel that they're fully ready to go back out into the world. Mm-hmm. And, and they want to go back out. And then there's the other part that can I just stay in, and live with the journeyman collective? Yeah, right. Can I all just camp in your backyard all the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm a seeker and I'm talking like I want understanding, right? Mm-hmm. I want the knowledge and wisdom of understanding, you know, so my journey, I mean, I grieve a lot of things. That, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that our listeners need to hear that. Like that is part of the process. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I had to grieve almost everything I freaking knew when it came to history, religion, the dynamics of family. I mean, who I, I mean, everything, it was insane. It's so crazy how much I had to grieve, right? But it is such a big part and it can be so devastating to people if they don't have the support. Mm -hmm. I mean, and actually when you said that and it was part of it, I was like, God, I wish someone would have told me that. You know what I mean? That grieving was part of the process. I learned that it was, but I didn't have any kind of mentor. So I think mm-hmm. that is so important. That's why we did the podcast because it was like, maybe other people are going through this too. So let's just talk about it. <laughs> and then, you know, come to find out, well, there's a shit ton of people <laughs> who are going totally. through it, Yeah, you know, and need to hear these things because they're normal. Right. Yeah. So, and I love another thing you said, one of the, one of my journeys has been through the Gnostic gospels and in Pistis mm. Sophia specifically. And when you said that, um, when you find wisdom, that is the creator mm-hmm. wisdom being Sophia, she, it means wisdom and she is the creator. So I find it so interesting that whether it's, you know, journeying through psilocybin or whether it's chanting in your yoga studio, or if you're in your closet in Aurora, Colorado, Prince Harry freaking did ayahuasca. <laughs> did you hear about that? Yeah, I, I saw. And it was a huge part of his journey. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, he just told Anderson Cooper this on national television. And sure, a lot of people are like, oh my God, he's so terrible. But I was like sitting there jumping up and down going, go Harry. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the awareness is there and people are getting curious with that. I would invite people to really, really look at the level of intention, the level of integrity, the level of safety, the level of like care that you're going to receive. 
like I said, like at the, at the top of this, like there's no other greater luxury than to allow someone to tend to and and with your and for your soul. I spoke with someone the other day and he was like, it's like the wild west out there and there's like plant medicine everywhere and you can go every weekend. And it's like, if you're being invited every weekend, there's something not right here. Yeah. It's akin to every time you go into ceremony, there's like another few puzzle pieces that are sort of floating around your being. And then it's your duty, your job to work with that energy with those puzzle pieces until they're more embodied. And then go to the next ceremony like we firmly believe like one maybe two ceremonies a year maybe and like with a lot of our people it's like some of the people we worked with three four years ago are still like I'm still working with the pieces that I discovered and I know that I'm not quite ready yet but then there's some people who are like getting to the two to three year mark or like okay I'm sensing that it's almost time for me to step into this again because they know that they've honored those puzzle pieces and they're ready to discover a few more puzzle pieces of their life. And of course, it's there's no way to say, you know, what an individual will need, you know, because everyone's so unique. Mm-hmm. And I remember Bridget Finclair, um, she teaches the Keys of Enoch and the Pista Sophia. And she had told me that I fast-tracked through the Pista Sophia. And I didn't really know what that meant until I start meeting other people who had journeys through the Pista Sophia. And I was like, oh, okay, I get this. It's like one of the most complex readings, but yet I understand the whole damn book and I really haven't even read the whole thing. And mm-hmm. so do you ever find that someone is okay to, you know, go a little bit further or may never need it again? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, there's so many pieces to that I could talk about for hours. So succinctly, I would say that With plant medicine, a lot of the time, people just need that little extra nudge. And it's like we often say it's a doorway to a new state of consciousness. And if you honor that state of consciousness, if you you honor that doorway, if you have proper aligned guidance with you, then that's that's the game changer for you. And that's where... It might just be that one journey that you only ever need for your whole entire life. And that's brilliant. It's beautiful. And to me, like everything is just a frequency anyway. You can attune to that frequency without even going through that. However, you still might want to go into another ceremony. You still might want to come into another journey just because you have that inner calling. It's not from a, oh, everyone's doing it. Right. It's from that inner space of like, oh, I'm being called or I'm being pulled into because that's literally how my journey with all of this started. Like I was working with people from like all over the world and I asked like, okay, I can feel this sort of next level coming in and what is it? What does it look like? And I saw this in my mind's eye. I saw this quintessential image of like five little mushrooms and I was like, (laughs) looks like I might be going on a plant medicine journey. Mm -hmm. My journey's been the same, not with mushrooms, but seeing synchronicities and not quite knowing what they are, but if you lean into them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's honoring that doorway. It's honoring yeah. that portal and knowing that you can, like, if you foster that relationship with that doorway, with that portal within yourself, then yes. you can really, really, <laughs> you, you can acquire whatever knowledge you need for whatever situation you're in. If you have, again, proper guidance, and then the biggest piece is like, we're all here to be human. Yeah, true. The human condition is like so diversely complex and we can make it simple if if you allow yourself to honor that inner guidance so that you can be shown what's next for you from within. Another thing, just talking about that fast track, is that mm-hmm. someone can go to years of therapy or maybe someone would, might be seeking for something for a long time. I mean, my yeah. ancestry journey was a good six years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was long. My Sophia journey has been almost two years. It's deep. But yep. if someone is stuck, right, yep. and, and going in this loop with stuff, which you see it all the time, right? I'm sure I know I have been even. 
Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, God, I wish I would have figured that out like two years ago. <laughs> been uh-huh. over. But that's what actually the mushrooms can do for you. Yeah. They can help you get there. Yeah. Yeah. With, and again, I think like we often say that with the journeyman collective, it's a trifecta of the mushrooms and the medicine of Robert, the medicine of Gary, and then all the other support that we bring in too. And it's, it can, it can fast track you. It's not a quick fix or it's not a, it's not a happy meal. <laughs> I think it's really is witnessing that you can be delivered a wealth of knowledge in one journey. And it's like, you're given a library of knowledge and then your access to it is infinite. So I think that's possibly where the fast track will happen where it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's been there all along. I just needed one deep cleanse of my being so that I could witness that it's there. And I think in 2023, what I'm also witnessing, what we're witnessing, there's a shift happening where the, the sacred wisdom keepers are now becoming the sacred wisdom sharers and they're sharing it. They're not just keeping it, but they're moving it out into the world. And it's just going to, it's going to ramp up even more and more and more. And I've been witnessing a lot of people that like their level of wisdom that they have, this like is exponential. They'll start the journey and they'll be very sort of new. They'll be like maybe into a little bit of mindset work or a little bit of meditation. And then it's like, whoop. I've seen that too. I've totally seen that too. Mm -hmm. Not through any, you know, just with working with people, not with mushrooms or anything, but just my, my students. And you know what? Another thing is that my name I discovered meant it means the possessor of hidden wisdom. And it is my entire purpose and it has been my journey to uncover the truth and reveal yeah. that. So that's my ultimate purpose. This is what I'm here for. So mm-hmm. I used to see that to be a collective mission, you know? Totally. And so whenever I connect with people, which of course I do, because my vibration is that of that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I connect with people who have the same mission, which is just so beautiful. I would love to come out there to Canada and have an experience. Do you have to have a core issue to work on or can you just come to experience your soul and the unknown or have maybe just trust in whatever you're supposed to receive? Yeah, we we have a, a variety of people that we work with and some people will have like something that is there a lot of people will just sort of sense that like hey I, I have the feeling I'm supposed to work with you and I don't necessarily know why but then the pieces will be revealed if you trust it it's very again it's hyper ultra personalized for our people and like we never work with any more than four people in a group I have a question though why mushroom and not ayahuasca what's the difference there yeah so the simple answer is that quintessential image that I spoke about where I saw the five little mushrooms oh, it was like an inner calling that we trusted mm-hmm. and, and TSW, this shit works. So it's something yeah. that we fostered a relationship with that medicine and it's gentle and potent at the same time. It can be intense and gentle as well at right. the same time. Because you can microdose. I mean, I microdose for like three weeks. Yeah. And believe me, nobody would have known, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, exactly. unless, well, they may have said, oh, wow, you really are present with me. <laughs> they may yeah. have, I mean, you know what I mean? Maybe they would have been like, wow, you're really listening to me. Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I definitely suffer from, you know, ADHD sometimes. Mm. You know, I have, the, you know, that I'm very clairvoyant and sometimes mine's physical as well. And so it's happened only two other times. So like two years ago, I had, we had on this lady. And she literally turned into her ancestor and never returned. And I couldn't even speak the rest of the time. I was looking at Mandy. Mandy was normal and she wasn't. And I sat there and drew her. And after I was done, I looked like I had drawn like an alien. It was insane. And then I had on this girl not too long ago and she claims to be a hybrid human. And she literally morphed for like two seconds and I saw it. But you have had something go on with your eyes like at least three or four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so I have to, I'm, I've never told anybody like on the spot so yeah. Owning yeah. That, yeah yeah I know what that is too it's like where 
there's just different streams of consciousness that flow through me and yeah. I've learned to just let it move through me. And, and that's part of what, when we guide people through journeys, we, we jokingly say that we're like divine puppets sometimes and that we yeah. just allow whatever energy needs to of the highest accord of the highest order of the highest harmony that right. wants to flow through us for our people. We bring that through and emanate it out to the people that are in ceremony with us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, there are, there are different essences that I know that move through me. Uh, okay. So it's not a surprise that I just told you that then. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know, it's so weird is because the first time it happened, I was like, you know, I'm very clairvoyant. You like mm. close my eyes and, and see them very clear. I don't hear anything, which always sucks because if I did, maybe I'd get better, more answers. <laughs> mm. But when I started to physically, I mean, I can see auras and stuff like that too, but I think it's maybe happened other times. Like, you know, I didn't pay attention. And once I started, you know, like putting it together, I don't feel this way with you. So this is very interesting. I'm going to have to journal about this, but I got really super freaking tired. Mm. Like I never felt in my entire life. It's actually happened three times with that. Cause it mm. happened with Paul Luckman as well. Yeah. But yeah. And actually I, he does, he's anonymous. So Soul Luckman, so I couldn't see him, mm. but I felt like I've never felt so tired in my life, but with you I actually feel super hyper, almost like I have a lot of energy. Yeah. So Which is what you should feel. I know. That's why I was a little worried about those others. But, you know, I mean, it's just interesting. It's just something that I'm starting to put together and and I'm going to have to journal. And yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cool. But yeah. So, yeah. But I had to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Eyes were doing, it was almost like they weren't yours a few times. <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> That's so amazing. Yeah. Now you have a podcast as well, right? Yes. You yeah. and Gary together. Yes. Gary's okay. been the, the main person who's been spearheading that. And it's the, the Journeyman Collective. It's on our website, which is thejourneymancollective.com as well. Yeah. And for the most part, we speak with uh, our previous clients and just sort of like have conversations with them about what was life like beforehand? What was it like to work with us? Mm -hmm. And then also what is our life like now? And what's been sort of, yeah. what are they creating I love that. I actually did listen to one who had just been there. She was sharing her experience. She was young too. She was like in her early twenties. Do you know which yes. episode I'm talking about? Paris. She, she was wise. So was she one of the ones you were talking about? She had super knowledge, man, for being so young. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think totally. we need to support these younger generations. Gen Z is fucking amazing. People want to hate on them. Oh my God, they're amazing. Mm. They're going to be the ones to bring everyone together one day. I really do believe that. I have goosebumps saying that. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. What's alive in me right now is getting quiet with yourself and asking yourself what is it that I really want to create to support another to support another community to support the planet what is it that I want to create asking yourself that question I think the shift to shift that we've been through over the last three four years collectively is like I think more and more people have become insular and have sort of hidden away and so I think more and more people are like who the fuck do I turn to who can mm -hmm. who can support me I feel like I'm boxed away and I know people are starting to like be more involved in life but I think there's a grieving process as well of like what has taken place over the last few years that was like awesome. life's life's never going back to normal uh, yeah. it never was normal but I think in that process of like what am I to create so are you also like a psychic medium as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because like, I literally wrote that in my notes last night. Let me see what time was it? January 12th, 11, 20 AM. And I put now that you have it, what will you create with it? Yeah. I mean, this is like my entire past week. 
has mm-hmm. been about that wisdom in, in creating something with it. Yeah. So apply, apply everything that you learn. Cause if not, it's akin to you going to university, investing four to five to sometimes mm-hmm. eight years of your life, and then not even using what you've actually learned. How can I apply as well? So how can mm-hmm. I apply that, which I have learned that, which I have, that I want to embody because it's, when you come off the yoga mat, like you said, like I went through so many different meditation retreats and just wanted to live there and be there all the time. It's like, that's not what life is about. It's it's going and doing that, but then taking the knowledge of self and yeah. going out and and helping others and, yes. and living it and leaving others with an impression of increase. Right, what are you gonna leave here? And that is what like, I've found recently because I, you know, I look at the hidden gospels and stuff and I'm like, mm. they wrote all this here. This is what they left here. This is their imprint here for us to find. Yeah. And then I was like, holy cow, like, what am I going to leave? Mm-hmm. Right. What am I going to leave here? And I think that that, you know, people talk, that's what I think legacy is, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. You know, what's your, so the the other question that is coming right through now is like, what's your universal footprint that you're going to leave behind? Yes. You know, I never thought about it that way. You yeah. take all the things that you have learned in your journey, you know, mm-hmm. just like you would have all the classes that you took, you know, to get your major. Yeah. What do you have? People mm-hmm. should do that. You know, listeners should do that. They should write down all the gifts, mm-hmm. you know, they've received all the pain to purpose, all the you know, mountains they've climbed and boulders they've dodged. Yeah. And then look at it and be like, okay, how can I coalesce this into some sort sort of creation? And it might be a new painting. It might be you starting to journal. It might be you writing a book. It might be you starting a a new business or a new relationship. All of that energy, all that information wants to move into something. Yeah. I can tell you this much. It also might morph and my, that same thing, maybe mm-hmm. painting today, but it could be a book tomorrow and it could yeah. be, you know, something even different after that, because that's totally. what I found with my journey, that it kept evolving, right? Of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. I love it. You are so wise. I'm, I'm sad I didn't get to meet your partner, Gary. Tom, I said, what's up? Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I really enjoyed this conversation and I think what you're doing is beautiful. Can you just tell our listeners one more time your website so they know where to go? And if you have any social media you want to throw out there. Yes. So our social media and our website are thejourneymancollective.com. Instagram is the same, the journeyman collective. And uh, we're on Facebook as well. And uh, look at our website if you feel the call and the pull to come and work with us at that high level, that high caliber, luxurious journey, then apply to connect with us and we'll speak with you and see how we can support you through the work that we offer. That's awesome. You know, we have a lot of Canada listeners and a lot of them are active with us. Like we see them in our circles all the time. I, you know, become friends with them, lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. And Oh, I'm excited. Maybe some of them can, can join you. That'd be amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having us or having me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm used to saying us too. Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. Pleasure to pleasure. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.